Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's week one of the NFL season. Bum, 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 bum. Bucks at the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football. What can be better than that? My, oh my, we are getting ready for that one. You're singing the wrong song, though. You've got to be waiting all day for Sunday night. That's, that's true. Well, Carrie Underwood, as much as I love her, um, that's one that I can't do because I'm not, I'm not a good singer. Um, but... Yeah, she's been waiting all night. She's been waiting all day for Sunday night. That's going to happen. It's going to be uh, a raucous crowd at AT&T Stadium. Do you ever, I really believe the Cowboys, all that. They're going to come out on fire. And then I think, uh, you know, if the Bucks don't turn the ball over and they can protect Tom Brady, they probably win the game. You know, I'm in the prediction business. I certainly have no money or outcome on it at all, uh, nor do I care necessarily. But... It just seems to me that Tampa Bay is a better team. And I'm kind of basing this a little bit on last year. You know, the thing about the Cowboys is they've always been that team, right, that you think, are oh, they going to win the division. They do win the division a bunch of times, but they haven't. I don't think they've won a playoff game in 25 years or something like that. And they don't really do enough in the off season to make you think that they're – really trying all that much. I mean, they hit on two great draft picks a year ago. No question about that. You know, when, when you can get a Trayvon Diggs to lead the NFL in, you know, in uh, interceptions and a Micah Parsons to be the defensive rookie of the year, that's a damn good draft, okay, to go with guys like Demarcus Lawrence. And Dan Quinn has a really good defense, I think. Their corners are, are pretty good. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a decent – you know, Vander Esch, it's, it's a decent Anthony Barr they picked up in the offseason. It's a decent defense. But there's there's nothing that, you know, a year ago they had Amari Cooper. A year ago Michael Gallup was healthy, you know. Um, that's not the case. Their offensive line has got as much or more problems, I think, than the Bucks' offensive line has. Tyron Smith is out. He's on IR. Tyler Smith who's a rookie, he's going to start. Um, that's a problem, in my opinion, at left tackle against Shaq Barrett. Um, you know, so we haven't seen anybody run the football on the Bucks. Certainly the Cowboys didn't do it last year, I think, because Eagle had had like 11 attempts. Both teams threw it 50 times. I don't expect that to be the case in this game unless, you know, the Bucks are bumping their head against the wall and they can't run it themselves. But with Akeem Hicks, with, you know, Vita Vea, in that front, and of course, the linebackers being as active as they are, I, I think it's going to be tough, you know, for for the Cowboys to maintain that running game. This comes down to me on both sides. The defense is going to dictate what happens in this game. You know, as we we're watching the, uh, actually, we're as we're doing this podcast, we're watching the Buffalo Rams game, and not unexpected, but you, you do see a lot of turnovers early in the season. And I think you see it because 
the guys that are playing haven't played much football. You know, even even in the Bucks situation, they played some of their offensive linemen because they were young and they needed experience. But for the most part, Julio Jones caught one pass. Mike Evans missed almost all of training camp and certainly the preseason with a hamstring injury. Russell Gage was out. These guys have not, you know, felt the full blunt trauma of catching a ball and getting their heads knocked off. And that's where you see fumbles. That's where you see uh, mistakes, uh, you know, and just the time on task. You know, you can rep it. You can do it in practice. But when those receivers are running routes during the week, they know that no one's going to tackle them to the ground. So they're, they're you know, making these catches that are going to be much tougher when people can, can knock you down. And from that standpoint, I, I think that combined with what I think is going to happen with Todd Bowles, which is he's going to probably want to run the football a little bit more if they're successful at it, especially um, keep that Dallas offense on the sideline as much as he can, help Tom Brady when he can. I, I don't see this as a shootout unless there's turnovers, unless there's a lot of turnovers in the game, which usually determines these things. I really think, you know, it'll, it'll be a close game, but I just think the Bucks are better. I mean, and, and it's on paper, I understand that, but some of the guys they brought in are going to be hungry. Julio Jones is very hungry and looks tremendous health-wise. He said to us on Thursday, not only does he feel awesome, he feels great, he said, he says, but I don't even have anything lingering. I have nothing that's bothering me physically right now. And for a guy as, as gifted as Julio, and yes, he still has the juice because we've watched him in practice, can still jump over people, can still run great routes. He's very physical. He's a, you forget how, what a big wide receiver he is. Um, that's going to be something that's going to be impressive to me uh, to see him do, to see him go out there and play. And even if Chris Godwin doesn't go, and we we talked to Chris Godwin finally on Thursday, and he allowed that, look, it's it's going to be a game-time decision. It's going to be between me and the doctors, all of the things we've heard, you know, leading up to this point. But he makes it very clear, and so does Todd Bowles, that I'm not putting a guy out there until he's 100. He, Todd Bowles said 100%. Now, I don't know how you're ever 100% coming off an ACL, much less when you had surgery in January. But, you know, Chris has done as much work as you can humanly do. And he's about as mentally tough as anybody. And he knows that until he takes a hit below the waist in the game, that that doubt is going to still be there. You still have to go through that process. But he's really not in a hurry to do it. And it would now surprise me if he plays. Because I just think they have a full complement of receivers. Everybody, they're as healthy as they're going to be. And it just it just seems to me like the smart play would be to give Godwin some more time, and then you're going to inevitably sustain some injuries at that position, and then you can bring Chris on. But we'll know Sunday. They're not going to tell us before that. No, and, and look, we've discussed this all week. Yeah. If he's 100% healthy, fine, play him. If you have any inkling yeah. he's not, then there's right. no reason to play him. No. Because this none. is about – week 16, 17, 18 for this team. Absolutely. Then week one. And when you have Julio Jones healthy, Russell Gage healthy, you know, sure. you've, you've got enough receivers in this game. Sure. I mean, Dallas is a good team. Don't get me wrong. And you're better off if Chris Godwin is on the, the field. Mm-hmm. But you've got to play the long game here too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what they're going to do. 
And I don't disagree with it, to be honest with you. Like I said, I don't know if in a week, two weeks, five weeks, how much better the knee will be, but I got to believe it'll be better. You know, how, whatever it is now, if he's not getting hit on that thing, if he's not cutting, if he's not playing NFL football, but practicing and strengthening it, it can only be better. So whatever that time is, whether it's, you know, a week and he plays in New Orleans or he plays, you know, the next week, home against Green Bay or, or Kansas City, we'll have to see, but I, I think they're going to wait. I thought it was interesting. We talked to Tom Brady on Thursday, and, you know, he had some interesting things to say about different topics, but the biggest one that stuck with me is sort of how he has he's, – he's backing his young offensive line, especially those guys in the interior, you know, with Robert Hainsey, with Luke Gedeke, you know, that sort of thing. And Shaq Mason, he knows. And, and to me, Shaq Mason's a veteran, even though he's new. I, I don't consider him, you know, one of the young offensive linemen we're talking about. But, okay, if you want to throw Shaq in there. But his his motivating ways are, are so basic. But he, he does it. This is, what, this is who he is, and this is who he wants his teammates to be, is to make that chip on the shoulder just a little deeper. And so he's been kind of collecting things that people have said and or written about his offensive line and then giving it to his offensive line and telling them, hey, these guys think you suck (laughs) and they don't think you're any good. And, you know, use this as motivation, man, and go out there and prove something because that's the way Tom's wired and he wants them to be wired that way. And you know what? I, I think it's smart. I mean, it's the most, it's, you know, the bulletin board thing I've always thought was like, come on, really, you're a professional athlete now. Do you really, do you really lack for motivation? I mean, this is your job. They're paying you plenty of money to do it. You're running out there in front of 70 or 90,000 fans, as the case may be, on Sunday. Is it some guy, you know, hammering around on his, on his uh, iPad and what he says about you that's going to put you over the top? That's what you need? (laughs) So... But that's that's football, man. That that really is. It's a it's a game played with emotion, and um, it's clear that that even Brady, you know, while he's got to have some doubts about how things are going to go with Micah Parsons and all those guys on the other side of the ball, uh, he's really backing his guys, and he's saying, "Look, all I know is that they've gone out there, they've worked hard, they've taken it seriously. Um, you know, they're very conscientious. They're, they are they, they're not going to be perfect, um, but." you know, we're counting on him. And Byron Leftwich doesn't seem to have a problem with him. He thinks the guys are better players than than everybody else thinks they are. And so Sunday will go a long way to determining that because, again, Dallas has a really good defense under Dan Quinn, and they put a lot of pressure on you, and they move Michael Parsons all over the field, and, um, you know, they, they can get after you a little bit. So to me – there's no need to talk about it anymore. We're going to find out on Sunday. But whatever they are on Sunday, they're going to be better in week two. I think they'll be better in week five, week eight. And this is a group that's going to kind of grow up a little bit together. But truly, they, they are not going into this with a whole lot of fear that they're not going to hold up. You know, they think these guys are going to be fine. And is it going to be perfect? No. But neither is Brady. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to make mistakes in this game. And you just hope that it doesn't cost you. You hope it's not a sack fumble. You hope no one gets hurt. And that's the other thing Brady said. He goes, look, he goes, if these guys don't do their job, this is football, man. People are going to get hurt. 
And you can't have people getting hurt back there, whether it's a running back, quarterback, whatever. That can be your season. So there's a lot on those guys' shoulders, but he feels pretty confident with who he's playing with. And, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out Sunday night. I mean, there's really no other way to find out except to put him in the fire and let them play a whole game and see how they do. And, you know, come what may, by Monday morning we'll be talking about the Bucks' offensive line as having held up and looks really good or – it's just what a lot of people were saying, and it doesn't matter how many stories we write and that you send to them. If they stink, they stink. I don't. I think it's going to be somewhere in between. I think there'll be some mistakes, but I think on the balance, they're going to do a good job. Now, if you fall behind, I don't care what offensive line you are. If you get behind 14, 17 points on the road, communication's bad, guess what? Uh, it ain't going to look good for anybody. And it, again, it doesn't matter the team. It doesn't matter the offensive line. They've got to find a way to stay in this game and hopefully for them stay ahead because trying to come back on these guys is going to be really difficult in that building, especially on, on opening day on Sunday night. Everything else, the other thing I would worry about, and I think we see it early in every preseason game because you have a lot of new players, mostly rookies, running down there covering kicks and returning kicks. Um, I would say I'd be concerned about special teams. Special teams to me have not been good for the Bucks for the last couple of years. Now, I think the punter, Jake Camarda, is an upgrade. But he, this is his first NFL game. And when you need him to kick you out of trouble from the end zone, what's he going to do? You know? And, and Ryan Suckup, I think, is consistent. He's got to do it. He's got to make some big kicks in the game. You know, Jose Borgales missed, missed some big kicks in preseason, but really Suckup didn't get a chance to try one of those last-second deals. But covering kicks and returning kicks has not been the forte of the Bucks for for a number of years now. And they're going to use Rashad White as a, as a kickoff returner, which I think is fairly safe. Uh, you know, you can back him into the end zone. What teams are doing, though, is encouraging them to return it by kicking it short because they know that the Bucks aren't very good at blocking. And so they usually tackle them inside the 25 anyway. Um, but they got to do better on, on that. You know, Jalen Darden, if he's going to return punts, needs needs to do better. And that would be the one area, I think, without even having seen the Cowboys, I'm going to guess they're better than the Bucks in that area. And it's big. It's a third of the game. You know, and we saw last year it came down to a field goal. And the Bucks made theirs at the end. And they, and they walked off the field winners. So you're going to have to play good special teams in this game. I give the edge to Dallas just because I, I don't like what I've been seeing out there as far as the Bucks go, and they have a lot of new players. And the thing about Dallas is they have this um, Kevante Turpin who brought back two, a punt and a kickoff return, back for a touchdown in the same preseason game. And they're fired up about this guy. So you, you may have to punt away from him, kickoffs, I think they can control them by kicking it deep, getting it through the end zone, that sort of thing. Uh, but Turpin is a problem, and we're going to see how the Bucks counter with it right now. they got a lot of defensive players on their coverage team, so hopefully that will help them. All right, coming up, another treat for you. I, I got some good feedback from the interview I did with Todd Bowles while I was in Tennessee. I did another one, and this one was with Bucks linebacker Levante David, who's in the final year of his contract. It's been 11 years he's been. Now in the NFL, hard to believe how fast that has gone. And just really one of the real gentlemen of the game, but a tremendous player that's been underrated for years and years, played on all those bad football teams, finally won a Super Bowl. And 
of course, there's some personal losses we'll get into in a minute. But first, let me remind you guys that uh, it is still hot out there and your electric is going up and up. My bill is literally too high right now. And I've got a solution for everybody. May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now, there's a lot of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the May difference. So when you visit their Hutchins showroom, May Electric displays all its products that conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve your quality of life and preserve your appliances as well. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. I mentioned that... There was the triumph, of course, of the Super Bowl 55, Levante won after all those years and all those losing seasons. But there also was some tragedy. In the last few years, he's lost both his mother and his dad. His dad was at the Super Bowl, uh, passed with uh, liver cancer a few years later, got to see him grad, or a few months later, got to see him graduate from Nebraska. But I hope you enjoy this interview. There is uh, a little bit, uh, I did this one kind of outside in a terrace area of the hotel. I'm just telling you this because it started to rain. And so there might be some parts of it where you hear some, some not distant thunder, but some, some, you know, the, the sound of rain, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, that, that might mute some of the conversation just a little bit, but it, it's, it's, it's fine. You can hear it. Well, uh, Levante is a terrific interview, very thoughtful guy, smart guy. And he has had, in addition to his family, first-time father as well. And you get to hear that story, which is uh, really, really heartwarming. So without further ado, my conversation with Bucks linebacker Levante David. You're obviously the, the tenured guy on this team. And, um, I just want to talk to you about about where you're at in your career and also just, you know, you're a father now. I mean, a lot has yeah. changed, yeah. you know. You're doing stuff at an age that football players don't do. Yeah. Uh, 1,200 tackles, we, we got all these career stats. Uh-huh. But your line is like this. It's, yeah. There's no, you know, usually a player gets 10 years in, yeah. 8 years in, and you yeah. start to see it. Uh-huh. And I know you take care of your body and you're yeah. doing even more now um, with that yeah. because so that you can sustain that level of excellence. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start by asking you, because uh, I'm doing something on Todd. I just spent 20 minutes with him. Yeah. What What do you? What's it like playing for him? What do you like about him? You, you've played with him as a defensive coordinator yeah. and now as a head coach. What yeah. is it about Todd, you think, that makes him successful? Yeah, I just think he's very relatable. You know, uh, he's a guy who's played the game for a long time. And, uh, you know, He's an open book as a coach. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then uh, as a person as well. Very honest, so, right? Very honest guy. Somebody who you, you know, you could, you know, you know, pick his brain from, whether it's about life, whether it's about football, no yeah. matter what. And uh, he's always like an open door. You know, he always has a door open to you. And, uh, you know, I, I think from that part, you know, some people who come into this game just think strictly, you know, it's business, it's my job, that's how I see it. And then with Coach Bowen, it's like, Right. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he viewed himself as a leader of men, and he just trying to 
beat everybody the right way, whether it's football, whether it's off the field things. So, you know, I definitely uh, appreciate a guy like that leading uh, leading football team. Yeah, no, he's he's been good, and it, it, it's nice that they made that decision. You know, yeah. um, and, and the continuity you guys have everybody back from a coaching standpoint yeah. too. So that's that's huge. Right, right, right. The, the thing that about you is the fire that you play with. Um, your versatility, I mean, we know all that. Last year, and we could talk about the Rams game, uh-huh. but there was there was that moment, the first shot yeah. uh, to Cooper Cup, uh-huh. not the second one, uh, which was the second one of the season where there was a coverage bust. Yeah. You threw your helmet down. I've never seen you more visibly upset. Yeah. Yeah. Take me to that moment and just, like, that competitive fire, like, yeah. As a leader, you just had it. Like, yeah. you, you, like you got your guys together and right. told them exactly what they wanted to hear. Yeah. And, and that's sort of your role. Right. But what was what was happening in that yeah. moment? At that moment, you know, uh, it was a big time in the game where, you know, I feel like if we would have got them off the field, our offense would have capitalized off of it. And then, right. you know, the, the tables would have turned that game. Right. And then uh, instead, you know, we put ourselves in a situation where we're down and – like we yeah, always an easy talk, yeah, an easy one. We always talking about making people beat us and not beating ourselves, and that's the uh, exact moment of what coach was always talking about beating ourselves, and that was exactly what happened. And for something like that to happen, the pivotal moment in the game, the division around game, yeah, unacceptable, kind of, yeah, very unacceptable, you know. So uh, I definitely was pissed off, and uh, you know, just <laughs> just something just took over me, like. Like hell, like it's time for me to like say something now. Like no, like this how we lost to this team all the time. Right. Especially in these games, these playoff games, it's very little margin of error. You got to have a little margin of error. So right. And then um, you know, it was it was early on in the game, but uh, I definitely think uh we learned from that and then we uh we, we got ourselves and put ourselves in position to win. And you got turnovers. Home. I think yeah. people forget that exactly. like. You know, you're not back in that game if you yeah. don't start getting turnovers the way your yeah. defense did. Right, right. Everybody just started playing their role, playing the game, and uh, taking the ball away. You know, we was able to put ourselves in a position to, uh, you know, win the game. Of course, later in that game, they, they, they hit the big strike, a couple yeah. of them down the field. Yeah. You played 60%. You said you were at 60%. I don't know how you got out there on the yeah. foot. I know it limited you. Yeah. Um, do you remember what game you injured it in? I mean, I'm sure uh, you do. Second game. Okay, so second, it was late game. in the season, but yeah. it wasn't old. The season was not over. You still no, had a lot of games ahead. I had a lot of games ahead. So, so you had to tough through that yeah. injury and play. Yeah, I had a tough through it. You know, uh, I had a cast on for a week, a couple of weeks. Then uh, just tried to, you know, tough it out for that build as much strength as I can. You know, just playing with a cleat where I basically can't move my foot. I'm just, my foot just stiff sitting out and sitting inside the cleat. So, can't put no pressure on the last as much as I want. Can't get on the ball. Yeah, can't get on the ball. Can't run as much as I want. So it, it was tough, but I had to, you know, like I said, man, I had to fight through it. Uh, it was in the playoffs, and then me, my whole mindset was, I, I you don't get this opportunity often, so I have to be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I've been eight years in the league, and I never touched, sniffed the playoffs. Well, nine years, I never sniffed the playoffs. And now, you, now yeah. you're everyone you can yeah. get. Yeah, trying to get everyone I can get, and uh, any opportunity I can get to, to be out there, especially at that moment, you know, I was, uh, I was trying to get out there. And, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, felt like I, you know, I didn't, like, I didn't want to put myself out there if I knew I was going to hurt the hurt team. Hurt the team, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if I knew I could choose in some way, I was going to be out there. And uh, we had a great game plan where, you know, I didn't have to play every snap, so you know, I was able to contribute when I was out there. 
the final play, um, you're kind of in no man's land a little bit. Uh, not everything was communicated, yeah. right? They were going fast, and yeah, yeah. you had a full blitz on, right. everybody got the call. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure me, you know, in that in that situation, it was a pitiful call. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make sure everybody did get the got call. Got it. You're communicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I look around, they hike the ball. You know, it was a situation where... It was a quick where, snap. They, yeah, they did a situation that they didn't even... They didn't need to hurry up, so I thought I little, had a little time, but, you know, they uh, kind of caught us off guard, and uh, they completed a big play, but, you know, uh, it just, something in the middle of the game, you know, just a certain call that's called, like, you just got to make sure everybody's on the same page, and that's what I was trying to do. You're proud of where you're from, and we yeah. know your story, and I was there when your mom was there, when you signed your first big deal, yeah. and, and what a what a big moment that was right. for her, for your for your dad, for your yeah. family. Uh -huh. um, you lost her uh, to diabetes mm -hmm. um, way too young. Yeah. Um, what did she What did she instill in you? What was your mom's? And we'll talk about your dad in a minute. But yeah. what was your mom's contribution to you? Yeah, my mom instilled in me just you know being a hard worker, never complaining. Mm -hmm. I never heard her complain once. Yeah. Uh, just you know uh, treating everybody with respect. Uh, just uh, being a helpful person, you know, uh, just being somebody who people can count on. Yeah. You know, uh, she definitely was that person. Then I see a lot of people who used to come to her for advice, a lot of like people who see her as the leader. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I kind of saw that, saw the way she took on that responsibility. She had a, a lot on her shoulders for women. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, for women with her own family. So, yeah. it definitely was something that I was uh, proud of about her. And then, you know, obviously, be getting that deal was basically, you know, just for her to just like, you know, she could breathe and relax right. and let me take care of you. Yeah. So, uh, at that moment, that was a big part of my life, man. And, uh, you know, when she, when she passed, it kind of like, you know, hit me. It was a point where it was like, what I'm doing this for now. Yeah. You know? So, like, all I did was like, I wanted to be able to take care of her and just right. and she didn't get to enjoy and, that. Yeah, yeah, enjoy, you know, enjoy the hard work that she she put it for me to get to where I'm at. So uh, then when she passed away, it was kind of, kind of, you know, threw me off a little bit. Uh oh, as we, as we all feel that yeah. way when we lose a parent, especially as young as she was. And, yeah. and she tells the story. You tell the story about how she wouldn't let you come home from junior college. Like that yeah. was not happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Me and Mike, I was sitting on the phone with her crying. Yeah, you know, I want to come home. I want to come home. Yeah. She was like, no, you know, it just. Just stick it out. You never know. The next day is going to be a new day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go with a different mentality. Go with a different mindset. And things will work out. And then uh, I remember the day that I made the team and I called. I'm like, you was right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm going to make you proud. Yeah. And I remember telling her that. And then uh, it, it went on from there. And then uh, I remember the times where, like, some breaks and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. She had to scrap together money to get me a fight to come, fight to come home and stuff like that. And then, you know, just... Seeing the hard work that she put in, you know, doing overtime hours and trying to be able to get her baby boy to come home for a holiday or something like that, you know. Like yeah, because I mean, you're stuck there. Yeah, I, I went, I, there, I, you know? when I went to Arkansas yeah. State, like, I, it's like it's Thanksgiving. I didn't, yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah. what am I doing for Thanksgiving? Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I think the school used to be closed down, so it's really, it really. Yeah, nowhere to go. Cool. Yeah, and so uh, Christmas and stuff like that. So right. I definitely was trying to come home. And, uh, she understood that part, but just right. what she had to do to, 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 to get me back home was. Was, uh, the sacrifice yeah, that she yeah, made. Sacrifice that I appreciate. You graduated. You got your degree. She yeah. wanted you to do that, yeah, right? Yeah, she wanted me to get my degree. So uh, when I was leaving Nebraska, I told her I won't be able to go back to school to get my degree. I'm gonna go train and play for the NFL. Right. She was like, "What? 
I remember she was telling me, you better promise me you gotta go get, go back and get your degree. And I'm like, I promise you I'm gonna go back and get it when I have time when I can. And you know, like my first couple of years, I won't run about it. And then after that, I kind of started nitpicking at it, taking a class here Online, and there, yeah. Yeah, online, stuff like that. And then, you know, after she passed, I was like, I gotta, I gotta make this an important part, you know, in the off season. And that's just a promise fulfilled, because yeah. I mean, obviously, you've been wildly successful. Yeah, you don't right, need right, it financially, right? Right. But that was yeah. achievement. It was yeah. important to you. Important to me. Yeah, for to, her. To complete yeah. it. Exactly. I was the first one in my family to get a college degree. Yeah. And then uh, for her to for her to encourage me to do it. Yeah. Know, it was real big. You know, uh, just I got my degree the day before Mother's Day. So uh, it was basically like my mother's day gift for her. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Your dad, uh, there's two moments. Uh-huh. Um, and you can talk about your dad and yeah. his contribution. He was that voice that you yeah. always heard in the stands, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Somehow you would pick him out. Yeah. Uh, my dad was like my my motivator. You know, uh, he was the encourager. He was always. If you're going to do something, be great at yeah, it, yeah, right? Be great at it. Yeah. Uh, um, I remember, you know, I was. Cause he played basketball. He liked basketball. He's a basketball player. Yeah, basketball yeah. guy. He was trying to get me to play baseball. You know, I didn't think I like it. And then he, I was playing basketball a little bit. And I told him. Then I started playing football. I was like, I don't want to play basketball. Anymore. I don't want to play football. And he was like, sitting down, like, you know, if you want to play football. You know, you know a lot comes with it. So you know, I respect. I'm gonna you know, get the best out of me, and I expect the best out of you. Yeah. So that's where we went on from there. And then uh, I remember. It was one time I tried to quit my little league team. It didn't happen. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it was just it was like, nah. We we both in this together. We, we made a commitment. Yeah, you know, right. so we made a commitment. He was like that throughout my whole career. Yeah. Uh, through high school, I remember him always you know, there. Right? Always there. Little league, you know, we got little bitches. I hear him right behind the bench telling me what I did wrong, what I could do better, and stuff like that. It was just, it was just, you know, just kind of like that support. Yeah, that support. You know what I'm saying? So like. He definitely was the guy who got me started playing football and stuff like that. And then, like, never missed a game. Games that he could make, he never missed one. Uh, and uh, when I went to junior college, he came. they came to a bowl game. Oh, wow. Yeah, to one of the bowl games. Uh, I coached there, like, kind of, like, helped him get up there. And then uh, in college, they came to a couple of games. So that was great to see. In Nebraska. Yeah. So after all you endured, and yeah. you can put this in perspective, because I was there for you know, We'd always yeah. come to Levante. Levante. Yeah. What's wrong? What do yeah, you got to do yeah, to turn yeah, it around? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm one player. Like, but <laughs> there you were. You'd stand up there and answer for the whole defense, yeah, yeah. right? All the coaching changes, right? right? And then finally, Arians comes yeah. and then Tom comes. Yeah. And you guys put it together. Right, right, right. And you get to not even go to a playoff game, but you go to four, three or four of them, yeah. and you win a Super Bowl in your home stadium. Uh-huh. And first of all, what's that? Yeah. We've all watched the video. I mean, Tom yeah. and you are like, really, like, he's he's so happy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're so happy that yeah. he came, came so that yeah. you guys could win it together. Right, right, right. What, what, what was that moment like after all you, are you thinking about the years that you, you put in? And I was thinking about all that, just being in that moment, just thinking about, you know, all of coming home, being mad at the world, you know, just being, you know, pissed off at other people for no reason, and then just... Being able to soak in that whole moment, just being in, in Tampa, yeah, and all the bad, obviously all the bad stuff that we endured in Tampa, and you know just seeing a lot of all the people that came in and out, and uh, me, guys like me, Will, Mike, be able to stay and you know and just basically like go through all that and then just reap the benefits and basically like you know what 
to what time they were supposed to be. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it was just a, a fun moment. Like, it was a lot of times I thought, like, damn, I wish such such would be. I wish guys like Jericho experience Right. I wish, you know, guys like, you know, Mason Foster, guys who, you know, kind of like took me under their wing when yeah. I got here. Yeah. Uh, to experience that same thing. So, you know, I just kind of like. Reflected on that. Reflecting on the joy yeah. of that moment. I remember going back to where. Two and fourteen season, you know what I'm saying? The the five and eleven seasons and then just the near misses, yeah, the ten and sixes exactly. and yeah. you know, stuff like that and just you know, just embracing that moment and just realizing, you know, all that stuff that, you know, we've been through we kinda of, kinda of You were on top of the mountain? Yeah. Pretty good view, that, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah. There's a picture of you embracing your dad. Yeah. On the field. Uh-huh. You that 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 was like a Tiger Woods thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. What was in your mind, is that is that the picture you carry with you? Yeah, it is. I got it in my uh, my home, my living room. Bro. Nice little friend with me, me and him cousin. Just because you know he been there, he basically heard me from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, he heard all my complaints. He heard all my my crying. He heard all my pain. Pain. You know what I'm saying? So like, just being able to, I remember like soon as like I embraced my wife, I just look where my daddy at. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. get him down here, and then like yeah. soon I see him. Gave him a big hug. It was a, a, a wonderful moment. You know, he told me he was proud of me. He told me he loved me. And uh, it was like I told you, like I told you, one day it was gonna happen. And just stick with the plan. Uh, and you know, it all it all came about. Able to share it. Yeah. You lost him way too young. My dad was seventy-two. He was yeah. 70. 70, Yeah. Um, yeah. That's you know the thing about parents is that now it's you, right? Like yeah. now, now that anchor that you had, your mom and dad are gone, but they have still so much in yeah, you. Right, right, right. Um, so that's tough. I mean, you know, to be without him. Yeah, it was very tough. Uh, like I said, my dad was with me through all everything. Yeah. You know, uh, when even you know when uh, uh, teachers used to call the house, he used to be the one to come. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, just yeah, he was just a tough, hard, poor guy, a man who you could respect. He was a man's man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He took care of his home. Yeah, took, took care, care of his family. Of his kids, yeah. Took care of his family. You know, took a lot of pressure off my mom and stuff like that. So yeah. And you know, for me to like see him the way he treated us, you know, treated us with respect. Yep. And, uh, he wanted his respect back, obviously, but like he let us be ourselves. Yeah. You know and he let us, you know, take our little paths, our different journeys. But at the same time, he was like. He was always gonna support it no matter what right. we did. Whatever you chose. Yeah, whatever I chose. And like, you know, you got some parents who are like, nah, you gonna do this, you gonna do this. Right. Niggas make our let us make our own choice. Be your own yeah, people. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. have advice. Or whatever uh, that we uh endured or what we, what, what we wanted to do. And that's definitely something I was expecting for and I I just remember, you know, just you know, talking to him when he was in the hospital. Like the the funnest memory I got of him was just Everybody just kind of like gravitate to him. Yeah. You know? Like, air like, I'm like, I was telling him, like, you go, you going through all this right here, like, and you still managed to like try to see how other people doing. Like, worried about everybody came, else. Yeah, the nurse came in and he laughing and like, hey, how's the day going? Everything good? <laughs> and I'm like, like, how can you do that here? Like, just made, I remember telling him, like, it, 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 no matter what I'm going through, it always like. Somebody else. Somebody might through, have it for us. through something uh, just as hard as me. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, like, it kind of like took me back. Like, when I was, like, I just respected all the way back when I was killed. Like, he's always been like that. He's always been that guy. Always just reaching out to people. We go to the gas yeah. station, having a conversation with the gas station clerk. It just, it just was crazy to me. And just like, 
you know, I'm sure, you know, a guy like that, he's going to heaven. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, he like, touched so many lives, yeah. so <coughs> worried about other people besides yeah. himself. He put everybody himself. else first. He put everybody else first, and that's something I really respect about my dad. And he had a lot of respect from everybody. Everybody in the neighborhood called him the Godfather. So, the Godfather, yeah. So yeah. That, 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 that explains a lot. That's something. So, speaking of fatherhood, yeah. now you're a father. Yeah. And... Uh, a little later in life than some, but yeah. you waited till you were yeah, ready. You had right great time. examples yeah. as parents, yeah. and and your wife did something that not everybody does. Yeah. She had the home home birth, and yeah, yeah. and what I mean, what a what a yeah. experience I'll, that was. It was amazing experience. I was a little nervous about it when she told me how she wanted to do it, but yeah, when she talked to me. I mean, it's her body. As long as she yeah. convinced you it was yeah. safe, yeah. you were exactly. okay. Yeah. Exactly. She was more worried about me than we're like the right that because you know like I'm because you're worried yeah I'm worried like if I see you going through pain I'm like hey yeah. uh, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. and stuff like that but she says she's gonna be okay you know like the whole thing was she just wanted a comfortable environment yeah play her little gospel music the music playing yeah and then I've like, been in an area where she's familiar and comfortable with. And uh, it went real smooth. It went better than I thought. Yeah. I told him, like, you, you're a trooper. You know? Yeah. Like, you did a, you did a great job. job. I love you for it. And, uh, you know, we're going to uh, bring the going together. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a surreal moment. And your daughter's yeah. perfect, right? Yeah. Surreal moment. Everything worked out really well. And uh, she's a gorgeous little girl. And uh, it's amazing to see. She's only been live for two months but it just it seems like seeing yeah every day every day every day something changed like it's amazing it's amazing man when she's not first seeing her you know smile make her little smiley faces at me and stuff like that it's you'll go home after these her. five days and yeah. you'll see something go different to her. Yeah. yeah and like my wife again just sometimes so i'll like call her face camera yeah after Friday, i'm like okay i'm done with you little baby yeah like yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh there's another woman yeah. in your life now. yeah definitely so yeah it's definitely a fun moment man uh I want to change for the world, and then like like you said, I feel like I waited for the perfect time. I feel like early in my career, I was just so focused on football. Sure, I didn't think like I put you were ready for yeah, family, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Like I'll, I would put them second, but now I feel like I'm at my career where I'm and I'm happy yeah. where I want to be, and you know now I feel like focus on you know, you know, possibly life after football. Like that. Think about that now. I mean, you're at the end of this contract, uh -huh. but there could be more, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. And you already had yeah that experience twice. So, yeah. I um, mean, it comes up from other people's family and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're in the moment. Yeah, I'm way. in the moment. I'm all about being in the moment. Yeah. Know? I'm taking one year at a time, man. Like this year, I feel great. I'm just coming back from an injury. Right. So I'm just trying to move myself all over again. It's yeah. It's all about me having that chill on my shoulder and keeping myself. You've I always said that. You, yeah. you treat your like it's the first year every, every year. First you got to get, year. you got to earn it. Exactly, first year every year. And uh, you know, uh, I mean, granted, the coaching staff and the coaches are doing a great job helping me keep it longevity. Yeah. So uh, I'm definitely taking advantage of it and just trying to take it one year at a time. And, uh, this year, the main goal is just going back out there, being dominant, hoping to get back to the championship. Yeah, get through the season, the yeah, long season. season, right? I be telling them I ain't trying to pay 14 weeks. I'm trying to pay 21 weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That long season. Well, you've been the class of this organization for years, and and uh, to watch you grow as a person, and, and there's no better leader, Levante, than they've ever had. I mean, I mean that it's unbelievable what you've done, and and to go through all those times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was so happy for guys like you and Mike has been there a while. Yeah. And, 
to see that moment, that yeah. that was big. Yeah. You've got a locket with your parents on your yeah, chest, you wear, right? Uh, I got a, a locket, a heart. Yeah. Uh, they got a little I saw photo. a picture of that. Yeah. It's great. A photo of them. I got the heart. Just let me know they always buy my heart. Yeah. My heart. So, it was great. Yeah. They, they've been a lot to me. My parents been a whole lot to me. There's times where I had that season my mom passed, I kind of like I had moments where I didn't want to play football again. Yeah. You know, because. You know, that was kind of your why. Yeah, yeah, my why. You know, and then, you know, kind of look back and like, oh, she wouldn't want that. She wouldn't want yeah, that. And then I'm going to have my dad, and then he ended up passing, but I know they're still. They're with you. Yeah. They, they, stay in you. they stay with you. They're part exactly. of you. Exactly. It's like a root system. Exactly. It's like they never really leave you. Exactly. You don't see them, and, yeah. but boy, you feel you. You hear them, yeah. right, in your yeah. head? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Every time I, I miss a tackle, I hear them in the back of my head, honestly. <laughs> So I'm just tackle. I like you know, <laughs> back of my head. So they definitely are in there. They're always there. My thanks to Levante David. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've got a little college football this weekend as well. We didn't have Matt Baker on this week. He'll be back next week, we hope, to talk a a little college football course coming on the heels of uh, that big Gators and Florida State victories for that matter. But there's some really big games this week, I think. Uh, entertaining games. Well, a big one for the Gators. They've, you know, That's after right. after the win over Utah last week, now they get to host Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So two top 20 teams in a row they're they're hosting. Any letdown? Do you expect any, you know, the, the expectations are so ramped up right now. Do you, do you expect any kind of a letdown for them? I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised if early on there's a little bit. Like, yeah. like not... Like, they don't look like themselves, but, you know, are we sure Florida's that good yet under Billy Napier? I mean, you know, Anthony Richardson, yes. Right. But, you know, he's still growing and maturing, too. Um, you know, these are still 18 to 21-year-old kids, yep. and you had a huge sure. win last week. Yeah, human nature. You we know. think we did something, you know. Now, and you, now you get it at home. I think that helps, too. You're not at Oh, Kentucky. yeah. That place is sold out. It's going to be mm-hmm. rocking again. Yeah. So I, I don't expect a letdown, but yeah. early on, if if they look a little sluggish, it wouldn't shock me. Right, right. Yeah, and Anthony Richardson's going to be the story all year long, and mm-hmm. that kid is so talented. Uh, he's got to make more plays, and I think he will, and I think he'll get better and better each week. But what he showed the first week was pretty damn good, pretty special, and he's going to be in a Heisman conversation if he keeps this up for sure. So if they can build on that victory, I mean, to be able to knock off Utah and then back that up with a win at, against Kentucky, that's a really good start for Billy Napier. I mean, you could not script it better than that. And um, looking forward to that. What else do we have on the college menu? Is there? Uh, well, you got Alabama, Texas. That's right. That's I think that's where. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's where College Game Day is going to be. It is. It is. Um, and look, I I would love to see Texas become relevant again sooner the better they're going to the sec obviously but i don't think this is the year steve sarkeesian still 
has some work to do down there. Of course, former Alabama assistant under Nick Saban. None of his assistants except Kirby Smart really beat him. And so I don't think this game, while it's getting the sort of the headlines, it's the marquee game, I don't think it's going to be that close. I think Alabama's going to win. I think they're going to win big. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see an entertaining game, but that's sort of the way I think it's going. I think um, I saw that this is only the third true road game for Nick Saban, Alabama, non-conference. Really? Wow. Like, they play a ton of neutral site games. They play in Dallas yeah, and that's Atlanta true. all the time. And, and they play yeah. big matchups in those, or big teams yeah, yeah. usually. Yeah, but this but is But I think Austin, it's only right? the third true road game, non-conference road game in it, since he's been at Bama. Wow. I, I could be wrong on that, but I, I remember seeing that a couple weeks ago. Huh. So it doesn't happen often. Yeah, I I, st- I think Texas is going to have their their hands full a little bit, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Hopefully, it's an entertaining game. Yeah, you got what Baylor, the other top twenty matchups. Baylor at BYU, like that. So we saw BYU uh, roll over USF. Very here impressive. Yep. Last week, and I think that's really uh, Tennessee at Pittsburgh is the only other Tennessee matchup of top twenty five. But we haven't mentioned the game of the weekend. What's that? I can't believe game day didn't just stay in Columbus for this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Well, listen. The Red Wolves. Go ahead. The undefeated Red Wolves. There you go. Columbus. 1-0, and baby. With a huge win. We, we had our preseason game, if, if you will, against an FBS team, Grambling State. But you did to Grambling State what you're supposed to do if you're Arkansas State. Exactly. Put Fiddy on them. You don't apologize for that. You did what you're supposed no. to do. No. We got the offense rolling, babe. Didn't give up. Didn't give up ten points. It was good. It was a big day in Jonesboro. Lots of celebrating. Not so much this time. I mean, I'm a little conflicted. Only that I obviously went to Arkansas State, and they haven't been very. They've been good in football, not of late, but a few years back. Um, but then the quarterback of the other team is named C.J. Stroud. So there you go. So can I really lose here? Your not namesake's going to take it to your team. It's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> What Stroud can do for you. Um, but, yeah, uh, they're used to me screwing up at Arkansas State and getting them beat. It's not a problem. But, yeah, I I think I think 50, anything under 50 is probably a good effort by Well, the line's the Red 44 Wolves. and a half. 44 and a half, take the over. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I don't know. This is going to this is gonna be a bridge too far, I think. But, uh yeah, game day didn't want to stay in Columbus. That's understandable. Hey, they're going to enjoy the paycheck, though. That's going to that's going to fund a lot of programs, including baseball. So I'm happy about that. Really, I am. Speaking of baseball, yeah, man. How about this? Wander Franco is going to join the Rays in New York at Yankee Stadium to begin this series tonight against the Yankees. This is fantastic news. This is huge. I mean, we've talked about how that lineup's gotten thicker. Oh, yeah. With Margot coming back and Harold Ramirez coming back. And now you add Wander Franco in that mix. Oh. And now you've got a formidable lineup with the pitching the way it's pitching. Absolutely. You know, you've no, got a I, chance. You're, what, five games? Oh, hold on. The Yankees were Four and a half, today. right? Did the Yankees lose? They were losing. I'm not sure. Uh, actually, they have the bases low to bottom of the ninth down a run as we're taping this. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, two outs, though, so we'll, we'll, we'll stand by. But okay, they'll well, either be four and a half or five and a half back. That's a big difference. Yes. But so if you sweep the series, and if you're four, you could be a game and a half back. That's incredible, man. That's just, and you certainly put a lot of pressure on them, but, and, but and they have. Regardless whether they win, you've got to take at least two of three. 
Yes. If you want to win this division. Yep. Because that will get you at at worst four games or what, what, five, four and a half out at the end of the weekend. Four and a half, right? And you've got extra. I think it only be four games in the loss column. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so you've got to take at least two out of three of the series if you want to win the AL East. Right. But the way they're pitching and the way they've handled the Yankees lineup this year. Yeah, D- I mean, Judge is the only guy that's hurt them, yeah, and, and Judge has hurt everybody. DJ Lemay, who's going back on IL now. Yeah. Um, They're not swinging the bats. I mean, they they don't score a lot of runs. And the Yankees did lose as we're taping. It's breaking. They news. lost. Okay, so it's four and a half going so into New York. Four and a half. So you could be a game and a half out at the end of the weekend. That's incredible, man. With incredible, what two and a half weeks to play? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a good. It's not a good feeling up there in the Bronx right now. It's not. No. They're really they're gripping. And you know, the other thing is, even if they manage to win the division, they're going to limp home. And you wonder about, you know, how good they're going to be in the postseason if they're playing this way with some of the injuries they have and whatnot. So all I know is that the Rays are playing well at the right time and they're getting healthy at the right time. And those two things are not mutually exclusive. I mean, you know, there there certainly is a lot to say about getting guys back, you know, whether it's Brandon Lau, uh, Wander Franco this time, you know, um, I mean, they've, they've, they've kind of pecked away at, at getting – a lot of their dudes back. And then now you're going to have Tyler Glass now at some point. You hope Shane McClanahan joins him again. Uh, the pitching has already been marvelous. So, yeah, Arrow's way up on the Rays right now. Unfortunately for them, there's some other teams that are pretty hot right around them, whether it's Toronto, Seattle Mariners. So it's it's kind of they're kind of bunched up still in that wild card. One final thing, uh, be sure to try our sponsor. They can help you out with your electric bill. May Electric Solar, family-owned business, been around for 12 years. 30-year labor labor guarantee, uh, $750 worth of surge protection, all for you. Start saving today. You can call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long. 727-819-2862. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Enjoy your football. Enjoy the weekend. We will talk to you Monday for Steve Versnick. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.